0: What is up, y'all? We're going to cover the Oregon games. Azulas Tubelis had just about the best night of his life on Thursday. Uh, and then we'll cover the Oregon State game to follow, where nobody really needed to have a great game against them. The whole team had a good game. So, uh, also, the Lady Cats are winning. They have swept the LA schools and are moving on up and hopefully getting a four seed so that they can host. Uh, we'll cover... Wildest Wildcat, him BP, some shout outs at the end, all the good stuff. So drop me a beat, cue the music, and let's go. doing something that I usually never do. So usually I will take notes and write down a lot of the key takeaways that I found that I liked. Obviously you all liked too from Arizona's Thursday night game. And and I'll do the same for Saturday and follow it up with recording either Sunday or Monday, depending on the schedule. But I'm going to record tonight right after Arizona's just... It's only a 15-point win, but they led... Other than being down 5-0 to start the game, they led the whole game. And it was because of Azulus Tuvelis. And I'm going to get into it, but I just wanted to get that off my chest, not like it's something to get off my chest. And I'm just rambling here. So we'll get right into it. Oregon has won eight of the last nine matchups against Arizona and they won the one was it 3 weeks ago uh up in Eugene on that ugly atrocious court yeah you all know about that you saw the video anyways like i said this game started and oregon was up 5-5 five, five nothing and somebody needed to tell dave hickey to make that court look ugly but then arizona did something that they've been doing this Last, like two games specifically, I just want to pinpoint. They have put it together to look like a complete basketball team. Like, I just want to cover some of the the beginning plays of the game. You had an Umar Balo trip to the line. Then you had a Ramey three, followed by an immediate charge that Kerr Carissa took. And they were right back in it, like going on a run. And then one thing I noticed early on. Like right away from the tip, Courtney Ramey's defense, man, he was glued onto his opponent like white on rice. I mean, he was locking down on guys the second they were running around screens, the second they were going by. It's it's crazy to see because it's like he's taking it up another notch. This was something, you know, you take a couple months ago, he was kind of he was playing good defense, but it's just gone up a whole other notch completely and it's awesome to see and then it was 5-10 and it was a 10 nothing run by Arizona which turned into an 18-2 to run and it was sweet because in folly Dante picked up three fouls with just nine minutes in the game and so there was no ugly court necessary we didn't have to put you know the most random things like tacos and Mountains and whatever the heck else I put in there on the court because it, it's Arizona they figure out they figure it out at home unless it's Washington State. no excuse for that one because Oregon's the type of team that you can't put away in the first half. you have to keep your foot on the gas pedal because they brought it back to a six point game, but Arizona still had all this momentum you felt like they were just getting ready to burst and just run it out and they were and that man that was getting ready to burst that sus, hold on that whole, yeah, yeah shot out of a cannon let's go with that analogy <laughs> Zulus Tubelis he had 27 points in the first half while Oregon only had 35 and then Oregon comes out of the second half with a 1-3-1 defense and it did not help at all because Tubelis he took off right where he left off in the first half. And Arizona at one point was just had so much firepower on offense that for three straight possessions against that zone defense, you had a Kerr three-pointer, a Cedric Henderson three-pointer, and another Kerr three-pointer. And meanwhile, if it wasn't a three, it was too bellous. He was hitting bunny hop floaters you know, those little things where he plants his feet and just nice little floater from, you know, two feet away. A reverse layup, he's driving to the rim because he's the fastest big man in the country. Or he was getting a transition dunk. Like the one he had before the end of the first half was awesome. And I was, I felt like I was in the crowd, just standing up out of my seat on the couch, just cheering. Like the dude put on a show tonight and something that hasn't been done in... Since I, I guess the last time was Jamar Baker putting up uh, 33, and I, 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 that was that was a great one. But before that, I, I can't remember the last time somebody's just had this much dominance in mikhail Center. In fact, one of the few times people have had this much. I mean, he had 40 points, and by the end of it, he was just exhausted. He was setting screens and setting up his teammates because. He is such a good teammate, and he could have had a fifty-point night, but he really didn't. He didn't score past seven minutes and thirty-three seconds to go in this game because he was exhausted. He was exhausted. So you know what? He put the team first. He's he's done that the whole year. He's had this team on his back, and if it wasn't on his back, it's on Umar's back. But you know what? In those games that Umar Balo goes off. It's Zulus Tubela second. There's a reason he comes in number one every week on the MVP rankings. He is the best player on this team, unquestionably. He does so much for this team, and he had 40 points. He had three steals, a block, three assists, and nine rebounds. He almost joined the 30-10 club, which Dave Pash mentioned on the broadcast that Derek Williams and DeAndre Ayton are the only other players to hit a 30-10 game. And Azulus Tubellas, he was one rebound shy of that club. But he joined the 40-point club at McHale, which includes Khalid Reeves and Al Fleming, who, oddly enough, was introduced in the Ring of Honor tonight and had 41 points. So Azulus was nice enough not to pass him on that. He's just the nicest guy. You never see him trash talk until this game. He, he deserved his trash talk, and he was given Oregon you know their fair due of shit because Oregon just drives me nuts, and they drove him nuts tonight too. But you know what? Talk that talk, Azulis, because you deserved it. 40 points. I mean, what a night for him. What a game for Arizona overall. Uh, you, ha- you have Kerr and Tubelis who kind of run this two-man game, and Kerr just knows exactly where Tubelis is going to be at the right time. And the way they set, that Tubelis will set a screen for him and Kerr just knows the exact angle to hit him at. And the exact timing too to where he can just get up, cast the ball, come down with it, boom, he's at the rim. He is just, he's there. And Kerr himself, he did a nice job setting his teammates up tonight. I mean, his passing was super crisp. He had seven assists, two turnovers, that's a great game for your starting point guard on a top five team. Seven assists is fantastic. And to make things better, Kurz shooting the last three games. He's 15 of 29 from three in the last three games from beyond the arc. After he was hitting slumps where he was in the low twenty, he was in the low 30s, uh, late 20s of percentage of shots from beyond the arc. And this game, he was four of eight. It's 50 percent. If your point guard is shooting 50 percent from three and is passing for seven assists a game, you're going to be set up very well. You know, don't even mention your your other star players scoring 40 points on a quiet Thursday night against Oregon at home. I mean, come on, that's just ridiculous. But the last two games, if you think about it. Nobody has had a bad game for this team. And the stats aren't really going to be sexy. But if you... You know, the eye test. You're watching and you see exactly what everyone is doing out there. Like you have Umar Balo. The dude is fighting for every single rebound. He had 11 rebounds in this game. I mean, you have Tubelis and Balo combining for basically 20 rebounds a game. And then you have... Cedric Henderson, who is fighting for loose balls too, fighting for rebounds and tip passes, and that's like that is your front court right now. And then you go down the list, you got Pella Larson, who he's he's fighting on the floor for everything. Like he, I like to say, it like okay, Pella Larson, Cedric Henderson, those two, and you could throw Courtney Ramey in there also, but. They're doing the gritty work for this team on offense and defense. I'm talking, they're fighting for positioning like crazy. They're making the right passes. They're absorbing contact. They're going up, contesting every single shot. You need guys like that, like a, like the Draymond Greens to the Golden State Warriors. You need guys that do the dirty work for the team that their stats aren't gonna look good. But you know what does look good? Winning. Winning basketball games looks good. And you pick it up from there, like, keep going down the list of guys. The guard play for Arizona has reached other levels in the last couple games. Probably last three games. You have Kirk Carisa who has stepped it up, taken his game up completely. To another level right now, where he's cleaning things up. He's turning the ball over less. I mean, Arizona collectively, 11 turnovers in this game. That's awesome. That is awesome stuff right there. I mean, we've seen many games where there's 17 turnovers, and I'm getting to another tangent, but back to Kirk Carissa. He's cleaned things up. He's more efficient. And yeah, his field goal shooting, just from the field in general, is not going to be incredible. But the thing he's taken then to another level is the three-point shooting. It's awesome to see that. And then you've got Courtney Ramey, who's doing the same thing. Now, he didn't have a great game tonight, but somehow he was the most efficient player with the plus-minus, according to JG Trends on Twitter. He was the leader of the pack. And then Tubelus was second. There is just There's so much going right for Arizona right now. And it's at the right time because you've got this really easy schedule left to play and we went over in the last pod i'm not going to go over it in this one all you have left is basically a very tough game against UCLA and then whatever's left in the Pac-12 tournament you'll probably end up playing you know either UCLA or a USC or an ASU which is fine cuz i'm not scared of those teams at all, I'm not scared of any team. I'm not scared of UCLA at all. What I'm scared of is Arizona taking a night off and not playing how they should up to their level. And right now, Arizona is playing up to their level in just about every aspect of the game. Recap on the Arizona Wildcats is brought to you by ArizonaWildBags.com where you can grab a shirt with my logo on it, and short sleeve, long sleeve, you name it. They are comfortable and cozy. And if you use code DeAndre Ayton, it's 15% off. ArizonaWildBags.com Now, as for the Oregon State game, this game marked the third straight sweep for the Arizona Wildcats, so they've got a six-game winning streak. And it's almost like they needed a loss at Oregon and at home, against Washington State to see that they really just needed simply adjustments and that it was going to mean playing harder than your normal pace to beat these Pac-12 teams. And Arizona is back to dominating the teams that they really should be dominating, looking like a, a real top five team in the country. Now, Courtney Ramey's passing in this first half was insane. I just want to point that out. And it's it's great to see him when he's not contributing as far as like three-pointers. He's finding guys open. He's playing that combo guard role that he absolutely can and did play at, you know, Texas. So it's good to see that. And then uh, I even heard uh, Matt Mulebach He had a take on Arizona needing, you know, those guys beyond the seven-man lineup and needing a guy like Adama Ball if they're going to make a run because that is completely true. We've seen it so many times where, Everybody gets the yippies and goes 3 of 17 from the field in March. And somebody has to come off the bench and get hot, make a couple big shots, give the Cats a lift when they need to get through a Sweet 16 game against TCU, Xavier, or even Gonzaga when they inevitably have to play at least one of those teams because we all know that that's going to happen. And that's why it's good that Arizona beat the hell out of the Beavers. They got 36 points off the bench. And with it, you got to see Henry Visar, Adama Ball, Borovichinen, and Dylan Anderson. So then we got to see Vilas, Tubelis, Jordan Mains, Grant Whiteman, uh, Matthew Lang, and Ben Ackerley. So shout out to those guys for seeing some minutes. It's, it's great to see us ahead of a team so far that we can just throw those guys in there with five, six minutes to go. It's the bench group before the walk-ons that I kind of want to focus on. Specifically, Adama Ball, Henry Visar, Dylan Anderson. One of those three is going to have to come through for Arizona at some point, whether it be in the Pac-12 tournament or else the NCAA tournament. Somebody is going to have to be the one to step up for Arizona when the starting seven is struggling to score when we need it most, when teams have figured out guys and what their roles are and have done a good job shutting those down. We're going to need Adama Ball, Henry Visar, Dylan Anderson. One of those three has to step in and give us some meaningful minutes, whether that's Adama Ball coming in and hitting a shot off the bench like he did against UCLA in the Pac-12 tournament last year, or Henry Visar coming in to give us some defense and some alley-oops, or even Dylan Anderson doing the same. So now you've got Joe Linardi, who had Arizona going into the game against Oregon State as a two-seed with Kansas ahead. Well, Kansas lost and Lenardi now has Arizona as a one-seed even before Arizona even played this game against Oregon State. And Arizona made a statement in this game. Granted, we know it's Oregon State. What are you going to do? But they still put the country on notice that they are a notch above the rest. Almost every player on the roster played in this game. Uh, Arizona won by 32, and they were up by 37 at one point. So now they are 21-3. and three. They're a new projected one seed. And you have Azulus Tubelas, who should be first-team All-American. I don't care what anybody says. If you disagree, you're just not watching Arizona basketball. Arizona's now number four in the country. They even got a first-place vote. They're completely hitting their stride and they've figured out defensive assignments and other guys' roles off the bench, and they are playing teams just a lot tighter, really, than they had been and aren't winning games but are decisively winning games. They've swept their last three weekends, won six straight games, as we mentioned, but this is a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately league, So I want to focus on half of those games. So the Cats are outscoring their last three opponents by a combined 70 points. They are out-rebounding in that same three-game span by 35 rebounds. They're shooting 40% better from three. And don't even get me started on field goal percent or assist because they are doubling and sometimes tripling their opponent's assists in those games. They are miles better than the competition that they have been playing. While we all knew it, those of us that never miss a game, they watch every second, have a podcast where all we do is share our love for U of A. Uh-huh. The rest of the country is basically finally open in their eyes as to what Arizona is making possible. A team that loses its three rock stars to the NBA draft and the following season go 21-3 and three and are in contention for a one seed. I mean, Tommy Lloyd, he won coach of the year last year, which people on Twitter, and I mean People, as in Texas Tech fans, were up in arms about him winning last season. And you know what Texas Tech's record is this year? Because they wanted uh, Mark Adams to get it 12 and 11. And you can argue Tommy Lloyd has done an even more incredible job this season with what he has, what he lost last year for grouping these guys to play like they are currently. He needs to be in heavy discussion for coach of the year, and deservedly so. And now it's time for the HIM VP rankings. So, the honorable mentions pick any one of Pella Larson, Courtney Ramey, or Cedric Henderson, because all three of those guys deserve an honorable mention. They have all been great, and the box score will never show it unless they have a game where they just go off. And I say that every week because everything else they do that doesn't show up on the stat sheet is incredible. They're able to to pick up where we need it most. They find their positioning on the floor to be that role man and contribute in games where we need rebounding. And Cedric Henderson will step up, or we need tight defense, and you've got Pella Larson giving tight defense. And same with Courtney Ramey. his ability to lock down guys has been pretty underrated the last couple games. But starting it off at number three, I've still got Kirk Carisa, his command of the offense has looked much sharper recently. He looks like he's matured over this season, especially the last few games. You got 19 assists to five turnovers in his last three. And in that time, he's shooting 10 of 23 from three, which isn't bad at all. It's 43%, but he didn't have to do anything versus Oregon State, really. That's how good the whole rest of the team played, or should I say that's how bad Oregon State played. And number two, Umar Balo. Just an absurd 14 of 16 from the field in his last three games. His free throw shootings improved a little bit. He's just about the most efficient player on the team. And that's saying something when you look at how good Tubelas has been. Igbalo has been great next to Tubelas on the floor. And it shows. And I mentioned him. He's number one this week. Azulus Tubelas. This was his week. His mama was in town and he dropped a cold 40, I should say cold, a cold 40 points, but I wanted to call it a 40 burger, but I was not going to call it a cold 40 burger. That just sounds weird. 40 ounce, whatever, whatever you want to call it, 40 piece nugget. He destroyed Oregon in front of her and his brother even got time to play on Saturday. And he follows that up against Oregon State with 19 and eight on 60% shooting, not only Is he the number one player on my MVP rankings? But he is my wildest Wildcat of the week. He's also the Pac-12 player of the week. And he has been stellar for the Wildcats this year. And it's not even a question. He is the Pac-12 player of the year. Tupelos has had 84 points in three games. That is the most since Alonzo Trier had 90 points in three games back in 2017-2018. Now, that stat, according to Brian Peterson, he's my stat man, that 84 points is also the sixth most in a three-game span in U of A history. And meanwhile, during that time, he is 32 of 48 from the field, good for 66%. He's getting buckets and making it look easy. And sometimes you don't even realize he's got 19 or 20 points. They're just so fluid, you don't even realize it. And... I know, I know. The Pac-12 is terrible, and thanks, Jeff Goodman. We understand why you won't rank Arizona further. And for the red and blue moment of the week, both the men and women swept this weekend. But it was the Lady Cats who closed out both the LA schools while playing in overtime, holding off UCLA, and then double overtime against USC on Sunday. And it's just a big couple of wins there to try and get that top four seed and possibly host a game come March. And Kate Reese had 33 points against USC, was 17 for Shayna Pellington and Jade Lovell, also 17 points. And against UCLA, it was senior Esmerie Martinez with 17 points, coming in big with 13 rebounds. But Lauren Fields hit the big three to tie it up and send it into OT. They bounced back this week after that Washington State loss and they now have a date with the number six Stanford Cardinal on Thursday at home. I want to give a shout out to Laurie Markkinen for making the All-Star game because he's just having a monstrous season. Also, shout out to the NBA for even on a lame day like the Pro Bowl going on, they couldn't let the NFL have the whole day. We had Kyrie going to the Mavs for Dinwiddie, Finney Smith, a first, and Markeith Morris, who's getting thrown around like an Arizona State party girl. Don't cancel me for that. Also want to give a shout out to Indiana for dropping the hammer on Purdue this weekend. And my last shout out goes to James Williams for having me on the Sports Detective Podcast. And if you haven't listened to it yet, check it out. It's a sports detective podcast. Anywhere you find podcasts, give it a listen. He does a good job covering all kinds of different teams from all over the country. And I was I was excited to do that one. And it came out all right. It was my first time on someone else's podcast. So I was a little nervous and you can hear it at the beginning, but got a little more comfortable as it went on. And it was just, it was awesome to do that. So I want to thank him for having me on. And I want to thank you all so much for listening. Hopefully Arizona takes care of business in San Francisco or the, let's just say the Bay Area at this point against the 3-20 Cal Bears at 9 p.m. on Thursday. And then we've got Arizona playing Stanford who is just absolutely struggling this year in our 10-13, and 13, and that's going to be at 6 p.m. on Saturday. So hope you all just have an awesome week and bear down.